the customer is always right, right? Except they're not always. So it's up to you to make things right, even when the customer is wrong. There's no one right way to handle customer service, but there are plenty of ways to get it wrong. It's time to build your brand. Welcome to Build Your Brand, I'm Joe Barnhart. Writer and lecturer Dale Carnegie once said, even the most violent critic will frequently soften and be subdued in the presence of a patient, sympathetic listener. How you handle your customers, especially when they're unhappy with you, says a lot about your business. In honor of Customer Service Appreciation Week, we're going to talk about the customer experience, and joining us to do that is Rena Woodland, Customer Care Manager at Two Men in a Truck, and Mike Reps, a franchise business owner of Two Men in a Truck locations in Minnesota and North Dakota. Welcome both of you to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Glad to be here. Mike, before we get into the topic of customer service specifically, uh, let's get a little bit of background from you. Why did you want to own your own business and what is it that drew you to Two Men in a Truck specifically? Yeah, so uh, my entire life I've always wanted to own uh, my own small business. It's been a passion of mine. Uh, growing up in agriculture, you know, my parents did own their own business and I saw the lifestyle and and uh, just saw what, you know, the benefits were um, as well as the hard work that it takes to kind of build your own thing. And um, what drew me to two men in the truck from agriculture is just the ability to, uh, you know, scale and the ability to um, service customers and use the giftings that I've been given Um in order to, to take care of people and uh, to build to build our own business. And Two Men on a Truck um, was very attractive to uh, just because of, uh, after doing some research and working here for a little while before I became a franchisee, um, I saw the support and I uh, saw the consistency in the support and uh, really uh, helped to build my faith in the brand. Now your locations do have a, a really good reputation for strong customer service. Why is that so important for your business? Yeah, you know, we take care of our customers because uh, at the end of the day, they take care of us. And uh, we always preach in our meetings and, uh, you know, whenever we can get in front of our guys that we're a customer service business that happens to move people. And when we say that, we mean it. Um, there's a lot that goes in customer service and there's a lot uh, in uh, a city like Rochester and a lot of other cities that um, you know, word of mouth is, is very, very powerful. Sure. And when you can create an experience for people that's typically stressful um, and turn it into a positive experience, people are going to shout your name from the rooftop. And so mm -hmm. right away from the get-go, you know, I was taught customer service by two men on the truck. And then after running a franchise now for just about five years, um, we've been able to see uh, the advantage of taking care of our customers and making sure that um, we're emphasizing on customer service. Rena, from a corporate perspective, uh, what does your customer care team do here to support all the franchises in the two men in a truck system? Yeah, we do a lot of customer service training. Uh, we have a lot of processes that we put in place uh, to help our franchises provide the best possible customer service. We analyze our reply card surveys, uh, the comments that we get back from our customers, and we identify common areas where maybe as a system or one particular franchise could improve. And based on that feedback from our customers, we refine or develop new processes to make sure that uh, we are addressing those issues and, and they're not recurring. Okay. Mike, from a franchisee standpoint, what have been some of the most important 
uh, support methods that the customer care team has been able to provide your location? Yeah, um, really how to, you know, handle some of the situations that we don't run into every day um, and how to navigate those kinds of things to end up with a satisfied and referring customer. Um, customer care is, is very, very good at, um, you know, not, um, not telling us exactly what to do in a certain situation, but um, leading us through a situation that's going to benefit the customer and that's going to um, turn out to a situation where, where everybody's hopefully happy in the end. And uh, I know a lot of the team in customer care very well, uh, just because if if there is something that's needed, um, they're, they're always there. So uh, very responsive, um, you know, very, um, I guess, organized in what they do, consistent in their approach, and uh, we just appreciate them very much. All right. So we've talked a little bit high level here. Let's get into some specifics. I bet each of you can give me plenty of examples of uh, situations where uh, things didn't go very well with a customer. Um, perhaps you could each uh, give me one and uh, and tell how it was resolved in the end. Uh, Rena, maybe you go first with that. Sure. You know, the number one uh, complaint that we get from our customers is regarding damages or a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the most frustrating parts of a customer concern is when they don't feel like the franchise is communicating with them. So uh, we have, you know, this one particular customer that I will not name, sure. <laughs> um, but had multiple damages. Uh, their estimate was a little bit off, and but they're really their source of their frustration was the lack of communication from the franchise. So that's where customer care can step in and help bridge that communication gap. And in this situation, you know, we were able to assist the franchise, help them to see a little bit uh, bigger picture with this customer, and. Uh, they did take care of the damages and they did end up refunding some money, which is sometimes hard for a business owner sure. um, when you're hitting their pocketbook. But right. they did the right thing for this customer and they were able to turn that around. So that was a positive. Okay. Mike, how about out there in uh, Minnesota? Have, have you, uh, you have a specific example you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Um, it's actually about a year or a year and a half into um, my time here at Two Men in a Truck. And uh, so Rochester, Minnesota is in southeast Minnesota, and we had a move going down to Atlanta, Georgia in that area. And it was originally estimated for one truck, a full truck, going down to Atlanta. The load-up was on a Saturday, and uh, we got out there to do uh, the load-up. And what happened was the uh, all the boxes ended up being uh, heavy dishes. And so um, due to DOT regulation reasons, we could only take you know, so much weight at a time, and it ended up being a three-truck move oh. um, going down to Georgia. So one truck to three trucks, and uh, we didn't know that there were dishes in all these boxes, but uh, the load-up ended up going from um, like five hours on a Saturday to about 15 hours, and so I actually had my uncle's funeral that day, came back from the funeral, went out there with the guys, helped finish loading the trucks. We were all out there till like 9 o'clock at night and uh, 9, 10 o'clock at night and, and got ended up getting things done for the customer. But the biggest thing, it was a difficult situation because, you know, we could have done some things better for sure, and we learned a lot from that situation as we have from several others. But um, the key to that was taking care of the customer. The customer had to get out of there that day. The customer had to get down to Georgia one way, shape, or form. And so we had to come up with a solution 
and figure out an alternative to um, the, the issue and the problem that we had. So that was a really memorable experience because uh, the customer could have easily been very frustrated, but uh, we went over the top. You know, I myself went out there. We went up and over the top to communicate everything um, to make sure that we stayed in close contact with, you know, all three trucks as they were headed to Georgia. They did not all go at one time. Um, we sent them consecutively, and and um, so it was just a memorable time because at the end of it, um, you know, the customer had my cell phone number, and we were, you know, texting back and forth on a daily basis, and so I went up and over uh, the top because I knew that it was a situation that, you know, we hadn't been in before, and we maybe could have done a better job of up front, but because of the situation, I wanted to make sure that it went very, very well, and at the end of it, um, we got a, a raving review from the customer, even though it cost more. Excellent. Uh Rena, you you deal with your team deals with franchises all over the country, um, so you hear plenty of concerns. We'll say that. Um, right. What are some of the more common ones? What's what seems to be the common thread in a lot of these? Well, we are a moving company, so damages seems to be uh, probably the number one. But like I mentioned before, the second one is really lack of communication from the franchise. Yeah. Um, in the moving industry, most customers expect that there might be some damage, but it's really how we respond to that mm -hmm. and set their expectations and move them through that process. Uh, just like Mike explained, you know, the fact that he went out there uh, with his customer situation and he spoke with the customer, was texting with the customer, just that constant communication and reassuring that customer that we do care and what the, telling them what the next steps are going to be, and then following in through and making sure that happens. Yeah, I would think that's that's kind of the wild card in all this, right? It's communication because you've got a, there's a lot of different people out there talking to customers across the system, right? And they're all we have different skill levels. Mm -hmm. um, that's got to be a challenge to for training and for coaching along the way, right? Right, right, and that's why we really have a robust training program uh, that our corporate training team has put together um, and it's really up to the franchises to implement that at their locations and then have someone who's holding their staff accountable and making sure that we're following those best practices and those processes. Sure. Mike, how do you handle training on your end of things for customer service? What kinds of steps do you take to, to train your staff? Yeah, um, it starts in the interview. You know, it starts right away when, when people come in for their first impression and just how we respond and how we kind of navigate the interview and how we focus on it. But once somebody's hired, um, it's it's talked about at a high degree. Um, it's constantly, um, you know, like situation by situation or constantly analyzed from a customer service standpoint, just not like from an operational um, level or anything like that. And so uh, we bring the guys in, you know, we um, just about train them how to shake a hand, you know, that's mm -hmm. how that's how detailed it gets when we're talking about customer service. And so for um, sales staff and managers, uh, we always err on the side of over-communicating because mm -hmm. um, we feel like communication directly is correlated with customer service, kind of like Rena's mentioning. Um, and so we have standard operating procedures around here that um, emphasize on the over-communication. Is there anything in particular that you feel you do maybe a little differently than some franchises that to help your staff understand how to really wow a customer, how to really create those positive moments for them? Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're very, very thorough from, you know, the sale to the pre, pre-move call the day before the move to the post-move call. I would say one thing that sets us apart is after the move. You know, we're, we're looking for every customer's feedback um, before they even fill out the survey on how did, how did we do? You know, is there anything that we could have done better? And if there is something um, that we could have done better, that we take it to the guys and we, we actually follow up. So combination of caring about the customer not only before the move and during the move, but after the move is, is I think, what we do a great job of around here. All right. Now, Two Minute Truck has a, a very strong emphasis on corporate culture. Um, Rena, how does that impact the customer experience with the, with the approach that the system takes to its own employees? How is that passed along? Oh, it's huge. I, I think Mike kind of touched on it already. It mm-hmm. starts with the hiring process. As soon as a potential employee walks in your office, what is their experience? What is their first impression? You know, is it a friendly, uh, warm place? Does someone greet you with a smile? Sure. Um, and, and having those positive interactions, do the managers know the, the employees and vice versa? Uh, if you're building that type of culture where it feels more like a family at your office, those those employees, especially our movers and drivers, going into a customer's home are going to create that same experience for their customers. So um, building a positive culture uh, is huge, and we see that most of our successful franchises really put a lot of time, effort, and, and even uh, money into building a positive culture and put a lot of time in getting to know their staff. Yeah. Mike, how has that uh, worked in your locations, is, is do you absolutely see that that correlation between the way the staff handles things and, and ultimately how they take care of your customers? Big time, Joe. Yes, absolutely. It starts with me, and I, I realize that, and I really believe that. And then it goes to our managers and then to our frontline staff that's out there uh, taking care of the customers every single day. So, you know, it's just, for example, just in a meeting here this morning, uh, we were talking about... Uh, how we can, you know, wow the customer and uh, how we can show, you know, not only care, but show that we care. Because I think that's a big thing that um, we're trying to learn and do better right now mm-hmm. is you can care. But from a customer service standpoint, you have to show and communicate that you care. So we really tried to focus on that with our team this morning. But then in our operations meeting after that, uh, I talked to the guys about, you know, that goes the same for us. That's the same for me, um, the same for all of our managers. And we have to show that we care about our guys and the customers because in return, they're going to go out and, and uh, show the customers that they care. Sure. Now, we've talked, maybe we've overemphasized the negative experience here a little too much. Two Men in a Truck has a tremendous customer service rating, right, Rena? What? Yes, absolutely. Over 96%. So, obviously, there's some good stories here, too. There, there's got to be more than just these few bad ones. Do either of you have a, a moment where, I mean, Mike, you shared a great story on how you took a bad situation and made it turn out great for the customer. What about the other way around? A situation that a customer has reached out to two men in a truck just to say, hey, you guys were amazing. Thanks for all that. Do you, you, you have any stories like that, either one of you? Yeah, um, I can go, Rena, if, okay. you, if you'd like. Um, so one of our core values here at two men in a truck is giving back to the community. And um we take that seriously here. It's important to me. I know that um, our community cares for us really well, and so we want to care back for our community and the people in need. Um, something that uh, we do is we, we give charity moves out to people. We do it just 
um, at no cost and help people out that are in different situations that need it. Uh, there was a situation where uh, a gal was in a domestic abuse uh, scenario and needed to, to get out of the place that she was living in a hurry and actually needed to move about a couple hundred miles away. And so it was a next day thing, um, but our managers rallied and our guys rallied and we went out there, loaded her, loaded her up the next day and took her to her new place, um, all at no charge. And, you know, although that's, uh, you know, something that didn't generate revenue, but at the end of the day, it's something that I really remember, um, and something that'll stick with me for a long time. Sure. Rena, how about your team? You must have some stories of... We do. We have so many great stories. It's hard to choose just one. Um, but one that stands out in my mind was this elderly woman that was her her children were moving out of her family home into an assisted living. And the family sent us a letter afterwards, sent it to the corporate office, which is really nice, uh, just raving about the mover and the driver and just how patient they were with their mom and how they took the time to talk to her um, and just make her feel at home and really try and set position her furniture in her new assisted living apartment, very similar to what it was in her home. Nice. Um, and just just uh, the way they spoke with her and treated her with such respect and uh, truly living our grandma rule. Tell me about the grandma rule. Our, our listeners may not the, know what that means. The grandma rule is our rule to treat your everyone like you would treat your grandma. Right. All right. So it sounds like, by and large, the key component to all of this, uh, to great customer service, is, is the communication piece. That seems to be a real key here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you both for spending some time with us today. Appreciate the time. Uh, we've been talking with Rena Woodland, Customer Care Manager for Two Men in a Truck, and Mike Reps, a Two Men in a Truck franchisee. I'm Joe Barnhart, encouraging you to get out there and build your brand. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the presenters and do not necessarily represent the views of Two Men in a Truck International Incorporated.